Hey, good morning, everybody. It is Saturday, May 1st of 2021. Can you believe it? We are already in May of the year 2021. So before we get started with our episode today, as I do every month or so, I want to check in with you guys and see how are you doing with your money so far in 2021? Are you meeting your goals? Are you trying to save money every single month? Are you trying to get out of debt? What is it that you're trying to do this year? Have you built your budget? Are you following your budget every single month as we go forward? Or are you struggling a little bit? So that's something I'd like each of you to think about as you begin to listen to this episode, which is titled, Can Money Buy Happiness? And will it be, for me, happily even after? So I'll say a little bit more about that in a minute. But first, as I always do, with every single episode at least, I try to give you some information about the S&P 500. As you know, it's still really high. So it's at 4181 approximately. We are still at the height of the market, everybody. So as you continue on your journey, continue to dollar cost average in into the market, into your index funds. Most likely most of you have that. If you follow some of the uh, advice in the financial, personal finance space. So continue to do that. And we'll see how this year goes. I also want to pause here just for a moment and talk through in the month of April, as you guys know, I created three episodes for the ASMR style type role play, which was search for tomorrow. And I'm going to try to blend in together in today's episode, Can Money Buy Happiness, a little bit of thought process of that role play that I created, because as you know, all of you assume the role of the person that I was coaching that had $55,000 of credit card debt. And many of you listening may have $20,000 of credit card debt, 30,000 or 55,000, like in the role play scenario. So each of us have to look at our own personal situation, as you know, and come up with our own personal brilliance on how we can get out of debt if that's what we are experiencing right now. And how can we get out of that as quickly as possible? So I hope that everybody enjoyed that series. I'll be probably introducing other series as I go forward um, to you know, help you and to see that other people are suffering as well with money. And collectively, we can all get through this. So I hope you come back each and every week to the Broke at 40 podcast. So for today's episode, I do want to say that it is inspired by Andy Hill's podcast called Marriage, Kids, and Money. So <clears throat> on Friday, April 23rd, I launched into his YouTube channel. He does live streams, streams every Friday night called Bread and Wine, I believe, <clears throat> where he talks with his wife and sometimes a guest, and they just kind of ramble on about a certain personal finance topic. And again, it was called Can Money Buy Happiness? And so I decided to go into the live stream as Evan Thomas, and I listened to that episode where they were also joined by Joe Salcihai of the Stacking Benjamins podcast. He's also a frequent guest on Afford Anything with Paula Pant. And I really enjoyed listening to them about the age-old topic of Can Money Buy Happiness? Because as you guys know, you've probably heard that a lot and you would want to be thinking about for your own personal situation if you believe that money can buy happiness. And so, again, I joined the live stream as Evan Thomas 
And at the very end, Andy did read one of my comments. So if you get a chance to listen to his episode, um, again, it's April 23rd. He doesn't give them a number, I don't believe, per episode. I think it's around episode number 244 or something like that. But just go to Marriage, Kids, and Money on any podcasting platform and you'll be able to find him um, and listen to that episode. Um, So that inspired today's topic, which as you guys know, I always like to put my own personal story into any episode that I create. So as I go through the content today, I'm going to be talking about, for me, can money buy happiness and will I be happily ever after? So stay tuned, everybody. The podcast starts right now. Hey, before we start our episode, always remember if you don't want to be broke at 40 like I was, or if you are broke at 40, stay tuned on a weekly basis where I explore the basics of personal finance and more importantly, the behaviors that can bring you from broke to brilliance, whatever you think brilliance may be. And as always, this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. So just to share a little bit first about Andy's episode, again, Marriage, Kids, and Money, take a listen to their episode where they talk through Does Money Buy Happiness? Um, From that episode, I remember Nicole talking about her mother, a very sad story where her mother became ill maybe a year or two ago. And she suspected that maybe her mother did not meet all of her goals in life. And she then doesn't want that to happen to her. So they have a very important and poignant conversation about everybody has to look at their own situation and decide for themselves what to do with their lives, whether they have passion projects or whatever the case may be. You know, we don't want to get to a point in our lives in our later years where we look back and say, I wish I would have done something different than I actually did. So they have a really great conversation about her mother. And Nicole also shares some things about the opportunities that money can bring. And I resonated with that 100%. And Joe gave his personal thoughts and Andy gave his personal thoughts as well, where they, they gave a story of, you know, for people at lower incomes, if you are making minimum wage, or maybe you're making about 20 or $25,000 per year, And all of a sudden you get a better job and you are suddenly making $50,000 a year. Then of course, for people in that situation, income, what you're making per month and per year can definitely make people happier because it can afford more of the necessities of life, which is very important. So income is one of the things that they talk through in terms of does money buy happiness. And so I, again, that really did resonate with me. And I want to anchor back to the search for tomorrow role play that I did, the AMSR style. That was exactly the situation I was trying to create. That person, that three episode podcast series on Wednesdays in April was a scenario where I was talking to somebody and you were assuming that role of somebody that had lost their job. They had found a job temporarily. They weren't making much money. They went through an entire year through the pandemic where They were just trying to get by. They were using their credit card to fund their expenses and they did what they had to do. So, but suddenly then, as you will recall, 
you, assuming the role in that role play scenario, suddenly got a great job. So for all of you listening, if you're struggling through this pandemic and you are looking for a job, yeah, I'm here to tell you it's going to happen if you keep at it. It happened for me years ago. I went through many years of just surviving, as you know. So change your mindset. You will get there. You will get that better job. So if suddenly then somebody like the person that you assumed in my role play for Search for Tomorrow, their income increased, as you can remember, the, the net monthly gain that this person you had <laughs> was about $3,000 a month. So what can that person do to make themselves happier and to improve their situation in a 12-month or two-year period, or even if it's a three-year period? Because you, in that role play, had a lot of debt, that was the best use of that money. And you can better believe that that would make you happy to use that money, that $3,000 excess that you had every single month, to pay down that debt. So that makes people happy. It should make people happy. Not what you're buying materialistically, but if you made mistakes, what can you do to correct it if you suddenly have a lot more money? So when Nicole and Andy and Joe were talking through the necessities of life, suddenly if you get this windfall of income, yes, that's definitely going to make you happier. They also mentioned that there's a baseline, perhaps, of maybe $80,000 per year, somewhere in there, where people tend to believe that if you make more than that, it doesn't necessarily bring more happiness. So there is that baseline, if you will, of a certain dollar amount of income. And in a few minutes, I'm going to be talking about another type of money that can bring happiness. And that's really more important in my opinion. But as far as income coming in, you know, if you are the type of person right now that are listening to the Broke at 40 podcast, because you're still building your journey over time, like I was over 14 to 15 years, and I'm still building my journey, but you would want to be thinking, okay, as I continue to make more and more money with my job and I do really well and I get raises, again, that's always going to afford you the ability to either pay down that debt or put the money into investments. So that should be making you really happy. But when you get to that point where $80,000 or more, yes, it can make people happier because you can always put more in a taxable account if you've you know, maxed out all of your retirement accounts, your, you know, your 401k and your Roth IRA, if you have those like I do. So any more money, as you guys know, when I talk about my journey, any more money I make every year goes into my taxable account. I don't spend it. I put it into the taxable account because that has no threshold of money that I can put into it. So, but in terms of happiness and what things can buy, that there is a baseline and they talk through that. And that I also agreed with 100% that, you know, making a little bit more doesn't really, it's not going to make me happier per se. Will I get to my goals faster? Of course. And it's all relative to, to, um, you know, these, these dollar amounts. So let me just pause for a second and say, if I suddenly was making an income of $2 million per year, could that afford me to buy more luxuries that could bring more happiness? Of course. I'm not of the mindset that I don't enjoy material things. I am living, however, in my reality, and I'm not going to think about 
those beautiful homes that I could afford if I was making $2 million per year? Because why think about something if it's not going to happen? I live in my reality. I may visit that thought process from time to time, but in order to be successful with money over time and to be happy, you have to really live in the reality of who and what you are and what you're trying to achieve with the income that you have. So I do want to switch gears a little bit, though, and talk through one of the most important things about money and I, how I think I can live happily ever after. So you may be wondering then, as I just said, what would really make Evan happily Evan after? And I want to share my thoughts with if money can buy happiness. So this is information according to how I think. This might not be how others think. I haven't really heard people talk about this too much, but I want to anchor back to some of my episodes like The Value Journey, where I talk through the engine that I'm creating which is different than the income that I have. So let's talk through that a minute because I can certainly say that I would hope and really want all of you that are listening to really shift your mindset to start thinking more about the future happiness that money can buy as a result of creating an engine. So let me explain. So for many of you, you might be in your journey of $100,000 net worth. You may be at $200,000 net worth. You're clipping along. You're in your 40s. You have debt that you might be paying down. You're thinking more about the money that you have coming in, and you're trying to create the gap from expenses to income. And what can you do with that gap? Well, right. You know what to do with it. You can put it into your investments. And that's everything that I have done, as you know, over 15 years to get me to where I am. So that was my, my journey. I knew early on that money wasn't really going to buy happiness for today. I'm not of the mindset of having material items to make me happy. Although you guys know my story was many years ago when I was 25 years old, it did make me happy to have material items. I talked about the clothes that I bought, the car that I leased, the expensive apartment that I had that I couldn't afford. And I was living at my means or even above my means when I was young, before I got smart and thought critically about money. Now, thinking critically here for just a minute, you guys know my episode last year, I did do two episodes about thinking critically where I talked about Andy Hill's episode where he said that he paid off his house and I wanted to analyze that. And I did. You can go back and listen to that episode. I rambled on and on and on because you know me, I love numbers. I love thinking through how have other people done things, right? What made them happy with money? Well, for Andy and his wife, it was to pay down the debt on the home. They didn't want to have that. That was a personal choice just for them. Could they have made more money in the market? Maybe, but personal finance is personal, everybody, right? So just because you sacrifice a little bit of investment income uh, or growth potentially for future gains um, because you're going to be happier because you pay down a debt like a mortgage and you just can't believe that you've done it, then if that makes you happy, then by all means, do it. If that brings you security, absolutely 100% do that. And so I just wanted to anchor back to that episode where I always think back to how 
I was on the journey of also wanting to pay down my mortgage. I did not want that debt. And I talk about that and I'm not going to go into it right now. But I want all of you to start thinking about your money as you go forward, not about the money that it, not about the happiness that it could create today, but about the happiness that it can create tomorrow, which was the main point of the series I did, Search for Tomorrow. You were assuming the role of somebody that was after today. They were trying to make themselves happy today by spending, by having all that credit card debt. It's exactly what I did in the past, and it might be what you're doing right now. So if you stop that behavior and you switch gears and you start thinking about money, not in terms of what it can buy right now, but what it can buy for you in the future. And what it's going to buy for you in the future is time. If you start to put your money into the engine that you're creating month after month and year after year, like I've done over 14 years, then I'm not thinking about that money today, really, that I'm putting into the investments. I lived my life. I was happy. I was young. I was in my 40s. I didn't think about, you know, the fact that I was broke. I just pushed that aside. Broke did not define me, and broke does not define you. And you continue on knowing that you're putting money into this pot, this engine that you're creating that by feeding that engine over these next 14, 15 years, if you're broke at 40 right now and you're just starting your journey like I did in 2006, be thinking about that money, not for the happiness it brings today, but because it's ultimately going to build the largest engine that I always talk about that you can possibly attain. And that engine is your responsibility. It is your responsibility, as you know, to create it as large as you can possibly create it. And we've talked through things like social security to subsidize that, et cetera, Medicare at age 65 and so on. So when can you stop working? Well, that's a personal decision that you have to think about in terms of, you know, what is the engine size that you want to create and can you afford your life? And that's exactly what I'm going through at age 55 now, as you guys know, and I'll be sharing more of that in episodes as we go forward. But for my Broke at 40 listeners, I know you're not where I am, but you will be. And as you put that money towards that engine, which right now may be a piston, it may be this part of the engine, right? It's a small little engine, but your job is to take that money every single month, dollar cost average into the market, as you know, into your 401k, your Roth, maybe a taxable account, and just sit back and relax and don't think about the happiness that that's going to bring for you now. If you can pay your expenses and you give yourself a little bit of fun money, then hey, you should be happy. And you should be thinking then over the next 10 to 15 years again of the engine that you can create. So to kind of wrap up this episode, I want to say that I don't really hear too much about people talking through this engine that's being created, we hear more about the income, don't we? We hear about people saying, I make $300,000 a year, $400,000, $500,000. I could really care less. And I never really thought about increasing my income. It just came because I did a good job for a company and they gave me raises every year. Guys, that adds up. Every single year, 3% here, 4% here, you know, maybe a 8% promotion here and there. So every single year that continues to build. And as you know, you keep your expenses down. 
the engine is going to get larger. And that engine then, as you guys know, is what you're creating. So for me at age 55 right now, and for you at whatever age you are, you're going to get to a point where you can say that you've created an engine. For me, as you know, it's 1.2 million. I want to keep going. And then I'll decide when I want to quit my W-2 job. But to conclude today's episode and to think about for me, for Evan, is it really happily Evan after? I cannot say that I'm any happier today than I was when I was broke at 40. I want you guys to understand that. It is absolutely true because my lifestyle is exactly the same. I wake up, I go to work, I talk to my friends, I do fun things. I got through this pandemic like you guys did. You probably protected yourselves. Now you're probably thinking about loosening that up a little bit, right? Like I am. (laughs) You know, May 1st, I was always saying to myself after my two vaccines that I would start to segue back into a semi-normal life, which I'm about to do. And those types of things really bring, bring happiness, don't they? Your friends, your family, the care you take of your body. Lots of us are into fitness, you know, that are saving money and we're walking our way to wealth. We care for our bodies. We want our bodies to live as long as they possibly can because lots of diseases are lifestyle diseases. And so we have control over a lot of those things. One of my greatest um, idols is Jack LaLanne back in the 1950s. He was one of the first people, and I've talked about him before, that really talked about fitness, you know, with the American public. And he was just amazing. He lived such a great life in his older years. I want to be like him. I want to get back into swimming. I love swimming. I've given that up in favor of walking right now because it's easier to do. I'm not a member of a gym right now, as you know. But these are things I start thinking about as I go towards this financial independent number where I'm going to finally decide to segue into more passion projects like the like this podcast. I hope to get to be where Andy Hill is someday, where it has created a business. Right now, it's a passion for me. It's a it's a pursuit of helping, sharing with people, to be of service to people, for people to come on the podcast in, in a case study scenario and or just share their story if they want to. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm all, all about that. And this engine that I'm creating then, just to wrap up this episode, I can say 100%. It is not made me happier, but this is what I'd like to leave you with today and something to think about that I would have been 100% miserable right now at age 55 if I didn't do what I did over the past 15 years. So I hope you can relate to that. Time happens, everybody. One year's going to go by, two years are going to go by. Five years are going to go by. Seven years are going to go by. And if you don't create the engine that you want to sustain your future self, then I can guarantee that maybe it won't be happiness that you'll be thinking about all those vacations that you've spent your money on over these past 10 to 15 years. You won't be thinking about that. You are going to be miserable if you land at age 55 or older and you haven't created this engine that can truly then bring your future happiness. So again, I'd like to thank Andy Hill of the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast and his wife, Nicole, and Joe for their insightful episode 
Can Money Buy Happiness? So I'd like all of you to go to Marriage, Kids, and Money and take a listen to the podcast, especially for those of you that are married and you have kids and you're navigating through your journey towards financial independence. I really think that Andy Hill is really going to help. It's a great podcast. I would encourage all of you to go there. And I also want to say in the month of May, again, we're at May 1st of 2021, I want you guys to write in to the Broke at 40 podcast at evanthomasbroke at yahoo.com. I want to know what you guys are thinking in terms of episodes that I could be creating for you as we go through May and June. So if you have a topic that you've been thinking about, maybe you don't want to be a guest on the show in a case study. If you do, you can write in to me as well. But if you just have a question and you're like, Evan, I want you to talk about this, or can you anchor this to this topic? And you, you have ideas or you have want to know my thoughts about a certain topic, feel free to write in again to evanthomasbroke at yahoo.com. Don't be afraid, everybody. Write in and let me know your question, and I'll read that and create an episode for everybody to listen to. So I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. I want you to make it your mission to walk with me to wealth. I want you to know that I appreciate all of you for listening every single week. I believe in you as you go through your financial journey, and I congratulate you for every step of the way. I'll see all of you next week on the Broke at 40 podcast. Alrighty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us. You can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.